I, I was going to say, I, I don't know if this would work for that, but that uh, nor this is what I was saying before you guys uh, had to go wrangle your daughter. Um, that, By wrangle, it's pretty much just like Jodie Foster and Kirsten Stewart and what panic room just like you have to like <laughs> turn the lights <laughs> off and like be quiet until she settles down. <laughs> and the, and James James plays like the the fucking what's his name? Is it Dwight Yoakam in that movie? He plays oh, that I role. I think it is. Like outside the bedroom, just like tapping the wall and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but usually I try to give myself a a day or two ahead of time to watch these, but. We were really, yeah. Um, we had the the Fortnite screening was yesterday, oh, yeah, so nice. that was so we had that, and then all this whole week before before this, um, I'm I did like an extended cut of the short that we did for Fortnite, um, that I'm gonna submit to Gen Con again, just nice. as like a a maybe, you know, shot in the um, dark. Yeah, so I've been working on that the edit for that like all day or all week it's it's due tomorrow i'm practically done i just have to plug in a couple other things so i should be good now but that's why at least on my part i was i was so late i just wanted to say it's very unprofessional of me having what at least it's having fresh. guests on and huh yeah. i said at least it's fresh it's fresh i just have to go yeah off. well i mean now that i don't remember it but i just watched it last night but yeah yeah it's it's like you know we are very bad at doing our podcast sometimes it seems <laughs> like yeah. I, I, it's like it's like one of the few creative outlets I still have left, and yet I'm like oh, I gotta watch a movie tonight. <laughs> it's 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 really it's really weird how that happens. I know it's like I you know, I watch movies anyway, right? But it's like I I can't do one more in the week. <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to episode. 42 of there will be duds i almost forgot what the name of the show is for a second um i'm your co-host tj aka j spot jack cheese and with me as always as always i am nick aka dr funk on twitch and with us as this time our special guests Hi, I'm Charlie. I don't have any special socials except for my personal one. You can't have that yet, so. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm James, just a man who appreciates a well-made shoe. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny you mentioned well-made shoes because wow, I wanted segue. to bring up the movie that uh, I watched, and I think you guys watched it too this oh, yeah. week. Um, re- that's I didn't even say the title, but you guys already know because... Uh, some of us hours ago <laughs> some of like minutes ago <laughs> or literal hour ago uh we watched the 1963 movie high and low directed by akira kurosawa it uh tells the story of a uh wealthy uh aspiring owner of national shoe national shoes i think yes um uh Kingo Gando played by Toshiro Mifune um who uh on the night that he kind of reveals his plan to take over National Shoes uh he gets a phone call from somebody saying that they kidnapped his son 
and they want 30 million yen. But he needs that 30 million yen to do his buyout uh, of the company. Um, so <laughs> it's, at first it struggles with him uh, deciding whether he wants to continue with his uh, gaining ownership or, of his company or allowing a child to die. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but it's quickly uh, changes hands. It kind of uh, it kind of subverts your uh, expectations quite a few times. Changes changes mm-hmm. uh, changes directions a bit a bit uh, it, very early on because um, and I'll I'll just kind of segue into chat now. Um, so- the only the only thing I knew about this was like the basic plot line that was like a like wealthy businessman gets a phone call that mm-hmm. his his son is kidnapped and i was so like taken aback by the fact that like two minutes later you're like oh it's it's not his son it's somebody mm-hmm. else's son i was like what <laughs> i yeah. had no idea i knew nothing about this movie yeah. i asked james i was like is this a samurai movie and he said no i'm like the bare naked ladies lied um <laughs> but it was great. Uh, did you guys randomly choose this? Was this randomly chosen? So we have it's. We have this. We have our cup. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Aw. That that uh, basically, I, I I I opened it to anybody in the group, but a good portion of these are ones from me. <laughs> um, I'd say at least at least seventy percent um are mine. Uh, but it's basically just movies that. A lot of them are movies that I haven't seen mm-hmm. that I've wanted. Just stuff on my watch list like this. High and Low is a perfect example of that. It's like, oh, it's a Kurosawa movie that I haven't seen. Put it on the list. And then some of them, like we did Zodiac last week. I'm mm-hmm. like, because that's one of my favorite movies. So, you know, it's a mix of like stuff I haven't seen before that I want to watch or just stuff that I like that I want to talk about or, you know. Yeah. I was just wondering if it was randomly chosen because... Um... It has like, well, I guess it doesn't have flavors of this. The Batman has flavors of this. Um, it just, I w- I, and that's why I was, I, I was wondering if it was on purpose or not, because there's a lot of like noir and I was like, this is like kind of like, I guess, hopefully no spoilers, I'm trying to be vague if no, if any listeners haven't seen this that, is but, uh, this the is the fourth episode in a row where the batman has been brought up and they're <laughs> like oh you haven't seen it yet you piece of shit <laughs> it, com- it comes to, to streaming HBO on the Max 18th soon. it comes so. to streaming on the 18th so we might i might just you know wait until then at this point but uh snuggle in it's a three-hour movie it's, i know a worthy three hours i would say there's like maybe 20 15 minutes that's like yeah i don't know about that but the rest is like pretty excellent i think i think it's i i okay i was gonna wait until we got like towards the end but since you did bring it up we don't have to talk about the end first it's just there's lots of parts that remind me of the batman in it so i'm i'm not gonna i'm not we don't have to like go into the end scene but like my (laughs) the final thought that i was left with in that final scene is i i was i was like wanting the the kidnapper guy to just go bruce Wait. My my last note is aw damn Riddler core. Okay, I'm kind of yeah, piecing that, together maybe some uh, some stuff. That, from... Yeah, <laughs> the kidnapper would definitely be a redditor if this was yeah. made today. I um like physically, and this makes me feel um bad about myself for this comment I'm about to make. 
but the actor who plays the kidnapper really uh-huh. has the vibe of Anthony Perkins in in Psycho huh. and um oh. to me and I noticed that because I'm attracted to both of them and it makes me upset. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> got to do some okay, soul searching attra- after this recording. <laughs> Are you attracted to Anthony Perkins or are you attracted to Norman Bates? Because one of those things is more. I think okay it's than more Anthony other. Perkins. Okay. But I am attracted oh, yeah. to, um, like Edward uh, J- Cullen. Well, I'm a, no, I'm attracted to uh, <laughs> JD and Heather's. Is that Christian Slater? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, that, and that's JD. I don't even know if I'm attracted to Christian Slater. That's JD for sure, and that's a sure. definite like that's a bad sign. So <laughs> sure. It's bad. <laughs> well, it makes it makes sense because James is just like all of those all of characters. All those characters, for sure. <laughs> He's just a, a resident bit. bad boy. Like, Wait, did you say James like James from Twin Peaks? No, I mean James, the one like, on the show. Like my oh, <laughs> I, I would it's almost categorize like uh, James Norman from Bates. Twin Peaks into this too. Mm. That that is true. He's he's yeah. more forehead than anything else, but kind of the <laughs> yeah. the brooding brunette bad boy. Yeah. So, um, on the topic of who we thought the bad guy was most like, uh, I the what really caught my eye like over and over and over is the, his sunglasses. Well, yeah. I love the sunglasses. Yeah, James is like cool. those. He's like those sunglasses are fucking tight. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, like you can tell that they they had to do some special effects to get the the reflection yeah. the way they did because yeah. like the camera is directly on. Mm-hmm. Right, face, and you see the reflection of the like Yokohama skyline, mm-hmm. and like every time it came up, I was like, "Damn, he looks like Kevin from Sin City." Like, that's, uh, I just kept thinking about that, and I'm like, oh, and he's like creepy, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. like that. And uh, yeah, and up until does he even speak until the final scene? I don't think so. Don't think yeah, so. I guess technically he speaks on the phone, but I mean. Oh yeah, but I, yeah. I, I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. That's that, yeah, that's right. his big monologue is like the 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 Paris, Texas looking almost. Yeah, like, yeah. Like this like this might like be that. like modern sensibilities creeping in, but I was like high key hoping for. I'm like, it's got to be one of the board members paying this guy to make him do this to like screw over Gondo. Like, but it wasn't. It was just. I think. Just yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the movie definitely wants you to like try to figure out who yeah. it could be and i i mm-hmm. definitely think that conversation but right before it happens is like yeah that's supposed to put sus on uh mm-hmm. the board member yeah, guys right i have like I, 50 accusations all throughout here i'm like it's this person <laughs> and all my notes is this person i think i i was like yeah i think my first uh sort of inclination towards thinking like i don't think this is anybody at all I was I, like what it kind of was. I was like, I think this is just somebody that lives in that town was um, when the police are like, oh, the kidnapper was right. That house is very aggravating. Like it's looking down on all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think that's it. I, I, um, what's that meme? Like guy who's seen, who's like only foreign film he's seen is parasite. I'm like, this is giving me a lot of parasite vibes. Like, <laughs> um, but like that part, especially like, you know, the, the nice house on the hill. Mm-hmm. And then it literally pans down to like the dirty, yeah. like mucky river water. And that, that was the part where I was like, 
I I don't I think this is a nobody. Um, yeah, I mean between and, this and 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 Ikiru, from what I can remember, I feel like Kurosawa has been there. There's a lot of like sort of class consciousness stuff mm-hmm. sprinkled in. Like I, one of my notes I wrote down was uh, when the the one police officer, the the bald guy, the bigger guy that they kind of mm. riff on all the Boston. time. Yeah, he's like, I waste no love on the rich. Was like one of his lines <laughs> on like yeah. the train. Hell yeah. yeah. But but, but uh, my first something... note was uh, oh, my first note was bitches be shopping because they were <laughs> oh just like God. talking my... about the shoes and just. Like... <laughs> <laughs> one of my note, well, one of my first notes is um, actually this is a watershed moment for Tarantino's foot fetish with that oh. pile of shoes. <laughs> he saw this at way too formative of an age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what a lot of my notes was brain too small, woman brain too small because there's so many times he says to his wife like you don't understand business like get out of here and like yeah you're a woman you would get it i'm like brain too small we don't know <laughs> <laughs> but what what do do it, it is ironic then that he was kind of getting after her about like oh you're spoiled and you you grew up yeah. rich all the time yeah. it's like bitch you live in a house that's like on a hill it's literally <laughs> yeah. on a hill what are you talking about <laughs> that was something that i had like i had to realign my expectations for um because like yeah i like with Ikiro and other things like that, him being class conscious and the kind of like media echo chamber I'm kind of in. Um, mm-hmm. I was expecting more of like the, the story to be critical of Gondo. Uh, and then like when, when he, you know, he's just kind of gone for like a third of it. Yeah. Well, like right when yeah. he, when he makes the decision, right. That he, yeah. he's going to actually start, uh, like participating and trying to get the the boy back, and then yeah. like by by the end, like how he comes to terms with everything that's happened, uh, it was like a really good arc for him that I wasn't expecting because most of the social commentary stuff today is just like rich person bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so like that, that, that's what change. I was expecting. Yeah. No, I was completely ready for him to be like. Not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> I yeah, I like that like yeah, he does kind of disappear for like the second half and then you see you meet you meet up with him again at the very end. And it was almost like his development or that social commentary switched from him directly to the public's reaction. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, oh, there's a public outcry over like him getting fired from national shoes. And like everybody thinks he's a hero, but it's like these people didn't see him say like, "No, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna let this kid yeah. die." Yeah. They just hear, "Oh, hero saves child, right?" If he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, I agree. Like I like that that scene where they go back to his house and he's just like, "Yeah, <laughs> you know, I guess I did what I had to do." And oh. and and really, it was only after the police chief was like. Look, all you have to do is tell them that you're going to, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, okay, I guess I kind of get it." <laughs> like, <laughs> they kind of had to drag him, you know, kicking and screaming to that conclusion that, like, you can—he's a dude on the phone. You can just tell him whatever, and then we can figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Well, all the scenes kind of pivoting away from the rich dude, uh, yeah. just something that really, like stuck with me is that i like ev- like 
It was like every two minutes I was pausing it and I asked James, is this a stage play? Was this originally a stage play? Because the Kalia way asked me that, too. that it is framed and the way that they have people like positioned like mm-hmm. is absolutely gorgeous. And every time I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yep. That's amazing. I, that's amazing. And so uh, I was like, if it's not a stage play, it should be. And I don't think it is. I don't think not. it is. The it's, way. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll give you. I, I love talking about this. Uh, because this is one of the reasons that Akira Kurosawa is and will always be one of my favorite directors of all time. I actually at a point went, oh my God, because I was just in fucking awe of like, I, and I told Clea this, I was like, I was like, I don't know if there's any director where I am like, you know, I can watch a Stanley Kubrick movie and I can like, I can appreciate everything like, but, um, or like a, you know, a Fincher movie. Like those are also some of my favorite directors ever, but Kurosawa, it's so obvious in the moment that like this guy is just fucking brilliant at like everything he does yeah and i thought that too i mean i knew this wasn't a stage play but that is just that framing that blocking i actually wrote down i said i'll say it again because i said this in with when we did akira too no one blocks scenes like kurosawa he is the goat of scene blocking and framing characters there's like there was the scene that I actually like said, Oh my God, out loud to it's one of the phone calls and Gondo's sitting on his couch talking to the guy. All the police guys are like crowded around him. So he can't see anything behind these guys. And then he stands up and the camera mm-hmm. follows him up and his wife is standing in the doorway. Yeah. And then she starts talking to him and then he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then he sits back down and then you see like the kid's dad, like walk in the background and now he's part of the scene. And it's all done in this unbroken take. It's it's fucking brilliant. And he does it all the time. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's like he doesn't even have to think about it. It's mm-hmm. just so impressive. He does it. It's yeah. Uh, I was yeah. just Kurosawa checking my notebook to awesome. see if I wrote it about Ikiru. And Ikiru, I said it was shot beautifully, but I did know it was like staged beautifully. So like yeah. the I made the same connection from when we watched that. But mm-hmm. I think I think what stood out to me and what what Charlie said, what made me think that was like this is like a stage play was the way that like because like that initial scene in their house is like 40 minutes long mm-hmm. yeah i was like i was like is this gonna take place like the entire movie in That's there like i, I, I wouldn't first, have minded yeah. i mm-hmm. thought it would have i was like okay mm-hmm. i'm i am hunkered down i'm ready but like the way that like the different police officers moved and stood mm-hmm. and like there were a few moments where like it almost seemed like they were all part of one moving piece where like yeah, one exactly. guy would cross the room and the camera would move yeah. and everyone else would like kind of like shift into place and every single time it looked so cool the way that they did it. Yeah, there was one where a guy went from like camera left to camera right, camera followed him over, then another guy doing something else went uh-huh. this way, it followed him back over and then boom, back. And it just like, yeah. it was so it was flawless. So cool. um, it actually reminds Go ahead. I, I was I'm I was done. I was just gonna say that that whole the initial act, um, which I also thought it was. After a while, I was like, "Is the whole thing gonna be here?" Um, it it reminded me of another one of my favorite movies of all time, Twelve Angry Men, because yes. that is another that's yes. another one that's just like staged. That's why I thought it was based on a stage play because I'm like, this reminds me of Twelve Twelve Angry Men, just the way that like. Um, so many guys standing with their hands behind their yeah. back, <laughs> looking off frame. <laughs> yeah, smoking but, cigarettes. Yeah, but go with what you were gonna say, James. Well, like when you were talking about why this movie came up earlier, I 
thought it was because um, Cinefix? Cinefix. Cinefix. Cinefix did uh, did a video about it, and I remembered watching it. I didn't remember what it was about. And then we, like, we watched the movie, and we both several times paused it, and we were just like, look at the... Look yeah. at this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's yeah. There were, like, three different times. It was uh twenty twenty three thirty one, twenty five thirty <laughs> three, and an hour and twenty four minutes and forty six seconds. And yeah. you, <laughs> should, you should room with the phone call like later on in oh, the yeah. detective yeah. office. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then it's, it's, yeah. Like jazz bar, the American mm-hmm. bar. I thought that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Those were all great, but I went back and looked at what the Cinefix was about. And it was like three moments of fantastic blocking, and they're all from high and low. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I think the one, the I one where I've they're, seen that, but. the one where they're like, I think they're tra- one of the times that they're like the kidnapper calls, and they're all kind of huddled around the camera or around the phone. Sorry, oh, I, yeah. I, I forget which time it was, but there's one that I was just like, this because there's like the one guy was like listening in. They were all just like huddled like so perfectly like everyone mm-hmm. was just around him it was great yeah i want to see the you got like just take a picture with your phone i want to see the the frames that you guys are talking about over. <laughs> i'm interested just because it goes just because there is so many yeah you mentioned the the police like precinct scene i love that like just smack dab in the middle of the movie they're like we're just gonna have a 20 minute long scene of the police like breaking down like what they know like Mm -hmm. in minute detail which if you listen if uh loyal listeners listen to the our zodiac episode from last week i am obviously a fan of breaking down uh uh like cases like this in minute detail because i was so in it was literally just mm-hmm. like okay you guys stand up and tell us what you know uh yeah you know he's like it's really hot here so he's probably living here or something like that and i was like yes yes tell me more <laughs> <laughs> that detective narrative really worked with that scene like it really mm-hmm. felt like one of those more uh you know drama mm-hmm. detectives because like all of the all of the things that they had to talk about, what a lot of like mystery police movies, it feels like this information is kind of just dumped on them, or they find it by chance or coincidence. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I ran into this person who said this. Like every single piece of information they have is like, yeah, no, they they're good at their jobs and mm-hmm. they did the correct work to to collect this information. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just like a really satisfying moment of like good policing. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I forgot. Speaking of that, I forgot what exactly is said. I think it's before they pick up Shinchi, like the little boy, Shinichi, before they get him. Yeah, and they were like, "Hmm, we don't know," or maybe it's after. But they're like, "We don't know what he could be," but. Something suggests that he could work in medicine. I'm like, oh my god, he does. You're right. <laughs> like, because he like uh, works and lives at like the Red Cross, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, they're like yeah, he's yeah. either in med That's school right. or he's like a, a, like a welder because those are the only two yeah. occupations they can get that type of ether to use. Also, in the in the police precinct station, we. Uh, Takashi Shimura finally showed up. I was uh, oh, I, yeah, I didn't know he was in this too. one. Yeah. That's um the main guy from Ikiru, Nick, and he's also Kambe in Seven Samurai. He's in a few of his stuff. There's actually a few 
vets. Because another one of the police investigator guys is uh, Katsushiro from Seven Samurai. Um, the the main he's not like the head police guy, but like the main police guy, the guy that you kind of follow the most. He's um in he's like the main bad guy in Yojimbo. Um, and he's uh, one of the sons in Ron, which is also, I mean, uh, all of these movies that I've mentioned are great <laughs> because I, uh, so far today, I, I have not watched a Kurosawa that I have not like at least like loved, I would say. <laughs> um, and this one is definitely no exception. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently another one of the samurai from Seven Samurai was in it too, Minoru Chiaki, but I, I didn't notice him. He's just credited as a reporter. Um, well, that's oh, okay. Something I read online was that like this is like when you see a movie and they list like 30 different actors' names, it's just mm-hmm. every big name is a cameo somewhere. Yeah. This is like one of those for Japan where it's just like, put, put them all in. We want mm-hmm. everybody... Kurosawa's work with just like get him in the in the like on, on the train or in the yeah. police precinct or something like we're gonna fit him in. Yeah, going back to the the police precinct one more time. That was another uh, thing that I was noticing is you have all these dudes, dozens of dudes, crowded in this room, and like I noticed, I was like, Jesus, they're sweaty. I, I know. Like, Jesus, it's hot in there. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, that's the point. Because, like, the kidnapper even mentions, like, oh, you're sitting there in your air-conditioned room, and meanwhile, it's, like, 105 degrees down here. And I was like, there's all these dudes putting in all this work and effort, this super long scene going through everything they know, and they're just, like, they're, like, sweating their balls off working for this working for this dude. Oh, and then the other thing that I, I like, n- noted, too, is that... Um, which I mean, this is more obvious, but okay, sure, it's concerning Gondo's money, but they completely sideline Shinichi's father. Like, even once they find out that it's his kid, like, and they do that. I mean, that's totally on purpose because there's this, the, like, it's most obvious in this scene where it's it's one of the last ones before Gondo relents and decides to give mm-hmm. him his money, and he's he's like, no, I'm not gonna do it. He's like, God damn it. I'm not going to do it. I don't care if he dies, whatever. And then he like tells that one guy to go like fuck off or whatever. And then he leaves the room and then the camera pans over and Shinichi's dad is just like standing there on the side, like Buster Blue. I I, I noticed that like right when they figure out it's not his son, it's um, his chauffeur's son. Like Uh, the show, he starts. Aoki? Mr. Aoki. Mr. Aoki. Uh, Yeah, Mr. Aoki. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I should have known that. You should listen to Steve Aoki in college <laughs> oh. a lot. <laughs> but uh, he says to him, he's like, yeah, stop worrying. Don't worry about it. Like, just don't worry so much. I'm like, man, excuse me? Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. And then, like, that dude has to go to Gondo and be like, yeah, don't, you know, it's okay. He'll probably be okay. Don't spend your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh man and then, and then like there's that and then like at the end when they're like getting close to catching the guy there's a quote that says 
this guy, like he basically says, this guy sucks. Like not only did he kidnap a kid and threaten to kill him and kill people with heroin, they kind of brush over that too. He's like, he put Mr. Gondo in so much debt. Like you put someone <laughs> yeah. in that much debt, you deserve capital punishment. I'm yeah. Like, Dang. They're like, yeah, 15, watch out. <laughs> 15 years isn't enough. That uh, Yeah. I was like, is this entrapment? <laughs> this, is, this is kind of entrapped because they forge a document to try to put him That's in a situation and because of that forged document like a random drug abuser dies <laughs> yeah. That's true. yeah that's that was something where i was like wait a minute because they're like they're following around like he makes the drug he picks the woman up takes her to the hotel and the guy goes He's gonna test it on her. <laughs> Don't like, stop him, though. Go in there and then <laughs> catch him for enough? attempted murder. <laughs> Is that not enough to put this dude away? God, there was I don't know anything about like the Japanese legal system, but there are so many things I'm like, is that really how it is? Because they're yeah. like, it's not extortion. It's, it's not, not your kid. kid, yeah, or yeah. it's not your relative. It doesn't count. <laughs> and I'm like, or what's another one? Or like, um, they're like, he's only going to get 15 years. I'm like, he's saying that he is going to kill a person. He's like, yeah. if you don't do this, I am planning on killing. Them. That's literally premeditated yeah. murder but <laughs> well yeah it's great because we have this big long scene where you're like yeah they're doing really good police work this is great this is really good and yeah. and they take all of that goodwill and they're like we're gonna let this lady die so mr <laughs> so, so this guy can have all his money back so he can yeah. take over the shoe store <laughs> Which he doesn't even end up being able to do that, no. any, like, because yeah, like I don't know, I'm I'm hot off of finishing this movie, and it was like such a bummer of an ending. Mm -hmm. Like the yeah. fact that he's like, yeah, I started my own shoe store because like his house his house got seized anyway, like it didn't even matter. Yeah, I I really liked that ending upon reflection because like I was expecting him to be able to get his like mm -hmm. to be able to go back to where he was before uh and actually that was the ending of the book that this is based on oh like, really he actually does go back and he becomes the president of uh, oh but okay kurosawa was like mm -mm, no we're gonna we're gonna have this like moral spiritual standoff and then there is no clean ending and it's like that sounds like kurosawa yeah that line where he's like <laughs> I, why, why is it that we have to hate each other? And the other guy's like, I don't oh, know, yeah. I just do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... And it's like... That's fucking hard. Yeah. Um. Also, something I noticed, man, parenting was just different in the 60s because these two kids are, like, I mean, I know I wrote his name down. It's um, June and Shinichi. June, yeah. June and Shinichi are coming off fresh from an attempted kidnap and an actual kidnap and their parents are just like ah, go run around outside i know yeah. they're like they are not traumatized at all by anything yeah, it was literally 24 hours after all this got resolved they're like mm, you can go play and run around yeah, yeah no they're like hey, hey shinichi do you want to get in the car and go revisit all of you want to play like, like a greatest hits tour of all the places that you were at with these heroin junkies while you were kidnapped well, come on let's go for a car ride i i think and not and not to say that the police might not have done that too, but I think like you're supposed to kind of get that the dad is like 
in the kind of going off the road. Yeah. Uh, off yeah. The oh rails yeah. There. Oh yeah. Um, because like right away, yeah, that was funny when they said like, oh yeah, go outside and play, and then the dad stops him, and I assumed he was gonna be like, no, you're staying here, but he was, but he just stopped him to be like, do you remember anything else, you <laughs> idiot? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was so funny because like. Mr. Aoki, I think up until that point, had been very, you know, uh, 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 George Michael Bluth, just kind of like, oh, I'm so sad. And then when uh-huh. he starts talking to his son, it's almost like a switch. Like he was, he was like mm-hmm. so stern and like angry yeah. with him. I was like, holy shit. Like he, yeah. he just on a dime turned. And it's probably because he felt, you know, like he owed. Um, yeah. What is his name? Gondo. 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 He, he felt like he owed Gondo, like, so much money that he's like, you know, we have to repay this debt. Right. But, yeah, yeah. He, he goes from, like, really, really sad, humble servant to just, like, snapping at his son and, like, mm-hmm. playing detective on his own. Oh, oh, so, two comments. One, um, one says, okay, Rain Man, <laughs> was the, you need to get me a suitcase that is exactly 2.75 inches in height (laughs) and i was like okay and uh and then like you know you find out it fits through the the train window on a train but that that leads to the sick like uh pink smoke added probably obviously like that was one of the coolest parts it was so cool i loved that i maybe think of uh maybe think of good time when they rob the place at the very beginning of that oh. uh, movie, and they have like the capsules and the bag of money that like yeah. uh, that are on a timer, so they explode and like it's like they're I, just everything is covered in pink. It's a little I different just, idea, but you know. I thought of uh, I mean Schindler's List was the one that made me think of yeah. Oh, the black and white, the color. Uh, yeah. Schindler's List, and unfortunately, the uh, A Birth of a Nation, because <laughs> oh. there it was like one of the first movies to use like color filters yeah yeah <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, yeah i like that i that uh i really like the use of the pink smoke i wish the kid hadn't pointed it out first that was like the one thing i wish they had just it had just like the camera had been like angled and like mm-hmm. showing the window and then they noticed it or something like that yeah i mean that's like a that's like a nitpick but which which almost made me wonder if that was done after the fact and like in the original movie it wasn't colored like it was just it was just black and white and that's why they had to have the kid because it was a black and white movie be like hey look it's pink smoke Mm. you can't tell because this is a black and white movie but oh uh, Uh, yeah it looked like uh, that thing that they did with the movies from like the 1920s where like they had to like color each individual frame I forget what that Mm -hmm. specific process is called yeah but there's yeah yeah, those always look so weird. Mm-hmm. I and they forget them, like, their Laurel teeth, so their teeth are oh. like gray. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send a picture to to big kids, and we'll okay. we can bring this up to. I'll bring it up on the stream, but I guess the audio listeners will just have to go off of maybe somebody knows the more somebody. direct reference. But um, I thought I thought of this, and if you don't recognize it, I'll send you the video, and you can just like watch that later. Um, but when they. <laughs> When they like, they had the drawing that the kid drew, of, like the mountain oh, and the yeah. sunrise, and the and then the police guy was like, "Keep driving until you see this view." <laughs> it made me think of of this. If you guys have ever seen that, 
Oh, what is that? That looks familiar. It's, you haven't? Oh, you got. Oh, okay. I'll send you the link afterwards. It's it's a it's a poli- it's a legitimate police sketch done of somebody off of like a witness testimony. I thought and- it was a. Pol- I thought that the landscape was a police drawing at first, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh. Okay, but then I realized I'm like, "Oh, the kid drew it." Yeah. Um, no, but the but like they actually found this guy off of this photo. And, oh my god! Uh, I'll just I'll send I'll send like the video link to you guys like on Facebook afterwards. But no, I thought it was like a legitimate police sketch at first, and I was like, they couldn't find anybody else <laughs> to draw that. But my feelings on uh, Kawanashi is like they're all over the place all throughout this. Uh, my first note is Kawanashi oh. is a snake. Okay. Is that how they say his name? Kawanishi? Kawanishi? Kawanishi, Kawanishi yeah. is a snake? Question mark. And then I have, uh, then I think I was like, no, he's good. And then I was like, no, I don't trust him. And I'm like, no, Kawanishi's good. Then Kawanishi is a woke king. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what he was even talking about, but I was like, yeah. And then he was like, I'm actually going to take that position. I'm like, Kawanishi's a bootlicker. Uh, I'm like, Kawanishi's in cahoots with the kidnapper, just all over the place for this guy. But I think he was just, oh, I said he was woke when he was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go on the plane and bring them that money. I'm not going to do it. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh, that's, he's woke. And, oh, then, and, then, and then I realized that he was doing it also. He had his own motives. And I'm like, no, he's actually not good. So yeah. all over the place. <laughs> I <Yeah>. was, there's <laughs> so many theories. I thought Shinichi was like, I, for a second, I was like, oh, yeah, Sh- Shinichi is going to kill the kidnapper because of, you know, Gondo was like, it's kill or be killed. Remember that. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, he's going to do it. But he didn't get it. That would have been cool, though. would have been hilarious. But I don't think, I don't think Kurosawa makes hilarious films. So maybe, I when, I, maybe when I adapt it into a stage play, I will make that happen. I think there was a sense of humor to this movie. Oh, yeah, there definitely was. Yeah. yeah. The the was shot it like hilarious though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. shot at the very end of um the kidnapper like popping his head out of the bushes with like his sunglasses on at like the junkie's house. Like I kinda giggled at. I definitely <laughs> think there were like moments like and I think I think honestly sometimes the the staging of it is funny. Like the way that, like all the cops are like kinda cramped into the car as they're like kinda yeah. tailing this guy and like like, you know, whenever the guy was, like, sitting at the bar with his sunglasses on, you see all the other guys kind of, like... Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he... he lay, they all, like, you know, in uniform, oh, like, and there was there was a around. moment when um the bald guy, the old bald guy, older mm-hmm. bald guy... Boston. They were like, they, yeah, they were like, who's going to go undercover? Like, not you, because you'll never not look like a cop. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to get plastic <laughs> surgery to, to not look like a cop or something. Yeah, I think most of the I thought yeah, I thought there was a lot of humor in it. And I think a lot of it was primarily from that Boston character. Um, just like little jabs like that or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like stuff that he said. Like even the stuff like, you know, I don't give a shit about the rich or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's like there's like, you know, commentary in that, but also it's like, you know, there's humor in it too. Something that I kept thinking about was like the the morals of Gondo, and um, it made me think of Hiro with like how he was—he was so set in the way that he wanted 
to design shoes and, and do it in like a way that he could be proud of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just like those values really reminded me of Ikiru and like oh sure yeah and just wanting to do the right thing even though it wasn't lucrative mm-hmm. or uh, it, it wouldn't you know benefit his peers. Mm-hmm. But it was like the right thing to do, and then yeah. eventually he he makes that decision. About about, about paying yeah, about the kid. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, that is interesting because in that very beginning meeting when the guys are basically trying to convince him to like look we can we can buy out the old man and we can do this we can make shoes at such a cheaper price and yeah he is like a real stickler about that saying like, like yeah but like the quality is gonna be terrible like they won't last very long like who cares if it's cheap you know we're not doing the right thing. Which does kind, of, which is kind of an interesting contrast to the point when it's like, when it when it comes to like a a, a human being's life on the line, he's like, "What's well, yeah. not my kid? Like, what well, I shouldn't have to do this. this is my life's work." Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of going back to like the themes, and we mentioned this before, themes of the movie, but just something I want to add to it. Uh, sure. It's interesting. Interesting is an odd word, but it's just. Kind of thing that makes you go, hmm. That, uh, like, basically, all movies that have this, like, class consciousness, like, theme of, like, you know, oh, like the rich versus the poor. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the ones I've seen, like, even Parasite to an extent, um, this movie, all the movies we mentioned before, hint, hint, Nick, uh, are like very class conscious but they are still like at the end it's like but don't you feel bad for the rich person in the end you know what i mean or like maybe not parasite too much but it's like there's always like some like sympathetic or empathetic angle for like the rich person which is fine i'm not gonna get too red here I know there's still people. <laughs> I know there's still people. I'm not sharpening my guillotine yet. I mean, yeah, the rich guy in Parasite literally dies. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. You feel a little bad for him. I do, yeah. but I'm just saying that it's um, it's just very interesting. How well, it I, always I, ends uh, up being the end theme. It's like, yeah, they're poor, but you know, yeah, you know, all the go rich outside. people's feelings. <laughs> drink well, water I, you know yeah well I, I i mean i guess i do think that is part of it is that i, th- I don't think it's necessarily like an in, an endorsement of either sort of like being poor or being rich but i think it's like it's messy and i think that's like yeah. that's the thing that i think a lot of people didn't pick up on with parasite was that like <laughs> you, you you can be what <laughs> like you said endorsing like being poor or being rich it's like well i don't think anybody wants to be poor you yeah know? <laughs> yeah maybe in a maybe in like a starving artist like inside llewellyn davis kind of way where you're sure. like oh it's this or rent yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh where's moose get him going yeah. on rent um <clears throat> hey but yeah. wait what oh sure yeah Shit, I'm i mean a little bit i have to but it's like it's it's messy. It's 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 messy. It's yeah. it's, it's complicated, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. It makes you yeah. think about it. Yeah. 
Um, Wait, what were you? What were you hinting at? You said my name. What? What? What else were you hinting at? Me? The oh, Batman. The Batman. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 Just because, because this is kind of like what Zodiac was like last week, where it was just like we didn't have much to say. Other, although there is more. I think they were saying like with all the, this commentary and stuff, but like a lot of the conversation is just like this is great. This is yeah. great. This is great too. Um, my the the one sequence. And it wasn't like any particular moment of it, but like one that like I just it it was probably the one that I was like the least kind of I don't know the least like engage I don't want to I don't even want to say engaged by because it's it's the climax pretty much, um like it, it was it's tough because like of course this is what it's all building to I just thought it went on a little bit too long for me, um okay there was a little bit too much of like. But there were, like, great moments and still great, like, when they're in the bar. Yeah, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And he's standing there. Like, there was still, like, all these little moments. It it was weird because it wasn't like there was any one particular moment that I was, like, not, you know, engaged by, I guess, which is why I didn't want to use that word before. But it was just, like, when it got to, like, the end where they actually captured him, I was like, that feels like that was, like, 15 minutes long. And I don't know if it needed to be quite that <laughs> long it, that was just kind of the feeling i got but but yeah there's a lot of like great moments in there um i also love loved that that moment where he's just like standing it's right after he gets the flowers and then he sees gondo <laughs> and just has him light his cigarette for him oh, oh shit <laughs> yeah and he yeah, like he really starts good. to follow him and then he's just like no i won't <laughs> that part was that was really good um, I, I also really liked the part where they were kind of tailing him through the, like the, the dopers alley or, or, or whatever mm-hmm. they called it. it. It it felt like a zombie movie, the it way did. that all like mm-hmm. the, the drug addicts kind of like stood up and kind of like, Oh yeah. And then Which, like there was, I like that. Cause like, I feel like you don't see like in movies this old, they, they don't really touch on that kind of, they just no. kind of yeah. like pretend that that stuff didn't exist back right. then, you know? They're like that. No, drugs didn't exist until like the '80s, you know. <laughs> right, like, right. When uh, they were like, "Yeah, they died of heroin." I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that surprised me too. Have you? Have you? Go ahead. I have not done heroin. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Just kidding. If any of my students are listening to this, the the drug use being like tied to the source being tied to that club and that club being completely full of Americans uh, was really jarring and like it's weird seeing that because I've seen a lot of like Latin American film uh, and like whenever America comes up it's not always in the best light yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. and so like seeing the kind of like neo i don't know colonial like influence like oh yeah a bunch of rowdy sailors come in to yokohama yeah yeah buy a bunch of drugs and now we have like a drug market Uh, right i was like now that the americans are here we have the purest heroin on the market (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) our our most hardened junkies can't handle it yeah um have, like a, have either of you formula. watched um, 
The Gilded Age? Probably not. No, I'm not sure what that is, no. no. The Gilded Age is, is an HBO show written by the guy who wrote uh, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. I did oh, watch okay. Downton Abbey. Um, Downton Abbey's pretty good. I really I really like The Gilded Age. A lot of people say they say it's pretty cheesy, and it, I guess it might be, but I really enjoyed it. But um, That's kind of how I feel about Downton Abbey. It is pretty cheesy as hell, but yeah. I still like it. <laughs> there was a quote from there that, like, a guy like kind of did what gondo did he put up his house and basically all his possessions to it doesn't really matter but he um says in it i'm in so deep that i cannot see the sky when someone asks how much money did you put on like you know shorting the stock is what he did and that's what i thought of thought of gondo oh, okay <laughs> another little like one-off note that i had was that uh I wanted to see more of the train guy. He was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Um, when they're, or I guess it's the, I guess the trolley guy. When they hear oh. on the on the phone, like, oh, do you hear that? That's a trolley. There's like a few different kinds of trolleys. We need to talk to him. <laughs> and he knew, like, he's like, and no, he's only like, this kind of trolley makes <laughs> this kind of sound. Yeah, and he's like, he was really good at it. I was like, yeah, that's kind of how it sounds on the recording. He's like, this one goes like, choo and then he was like going around this, the room going like this one has one rail so it goes like this <laughs> oh so that reminded me i have a note in here that says law and order vibes and i was like i was like is this the whole thing and i'm like no what is the law and order vibes is that the guy at the like recycling plant or the garbage dump who's like just doing work he's like yeah i don't know yeah, that oh my god we that have people totally coming was. all the time you can't yeah. burn I don't pay tin. attention. <laughs> Holy shit. Just that... talking fast and throwing stuff away, like very law yeah. and order. Yeah, yeah, yeah very sure. very minor characters like that felt very fleshed out. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you knew mm-hmm. all about them in like their very, very brief time on camera. I guess I'd be remiss to mention I mean, amongst everybody else, I thought that the cast was pretty pretty good all around. But um I'd yeah, I'd be remiss to not mention uh, one of my favorite actors of all time, Tashira Mifune. I, I just thought he was really great in the, you know, roughly half of the movie that he was in. I just, I love the way that he, I mean, I've only ever seen it, and I think this is just kind of his his sort of, uh, his his niche, is these, like, troubled characters in this way. Uh, be it Gondo, be it Kikuchio, Mm-hmm. be it uh Macbeth I forgot his name in Throne of Blood but he plays Macbeth um uh and uh <laughs> um and I just I he, he's like like Kurosawa he's never failed to just like really wow me with the way that he's able to level those those feelings of because like on on a surface level and i'm not saying that like this absolves him of his like unwillingness to not or to not let a kid die or whatever at the i feel like at the hands of a lesser actor it would be that's it's a tough role to play like that kind of character mm-hmm. especially with the that where he ends up at the end of it like you do kind of like sympathetic for him because he has that arc and i don't think you would get yes. that if you didn't like see and feel um his his conflict like of course it's extremely selfish for him to resi- you know not want to pay the ransom but you can kind of uh 
empathize with it just like from his from his point of view in a sense if i'm saying mm. that if i'm saying that right empathize sympathize yes. whatever well, one sympathizes is. You, you don't uh, sympathize is like i've never been there but i get it and that's the one that i mean is like i've been there and i get it okay i mean sympathize <laughs> then not empathize <laughs> um yeah uh and i think that's yeah you can just you can sense mm-hmm. the conflict in him like he's saying all that stuff but even when he's like, you know, I don't care, let him die. You can still sense that, and that's that's why, like, yeah, yeah, to himself that, mm-hmm. that he doesn't care. Yeah, he's he he's trying to be on that. He's trying to be on that sigma grind set, but he can't. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm. That, that was pretty much it. I just well, kind of going off yeah. of that. If we wanna, if we wanna go here, we don't have to go here. Uh, if there were to be an American remake of this movie, or if there's a stage play version, uh, who would be your American Dreamcast? Not uh, like Tosh- the, n- not Tosh- the, not the Sega, but like, oh, you, you know. Toshiro Mifune <laughs> as Gondo. <laughs> um, uh, that's a good question. Um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Robert Downey Jr., and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, okay, the kidnapper can be fucking Paul Dano or, or Robert Pattinson. Yeah. No, 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 no. The kidnapper, the kidnapper could be, uh, I forget his name. He's that scumbag kid that's in Get Out. He's in Twin yep. Peaks to Return. Caleb Landry. Caleb Landry. Yes. Yeah. That, that could be good. Be perfect. He'd be pretty The one good. who looks like Jesse Plemons. No, uh, he's sort of. No, maybe I'm just thinking Jesse Plemons. No, that, Jesse, no that's actually, a good one. I feel like Jesse Plemons could play someone. Jesse Plemons would be a good cast as someone in this. I don't know who. Yeah. Um, you know who would play a good Gondo? Since you mentioned Jesse Plemons, is Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think he would have been good. <laughs> oh, yep. Um, but I actually, my note is this could be a stage play keep the names but whitewash it uh <laughs> jeff bridges as gondo just kidding it's <laughs> what my note says i feel like i feel like brian cranston can fit in here too somewhere Heck let's yeah. just cast all of like breaking the police, bad like this. the head of police not the bald one the young yeah. one. oh yeah. oh you mean the lead investigator guy yeah oh okay uh, yeah. Or he uh could John... be. He, like uh oh my god who John Carroll Lynch as Boston. <laughs> I was I was gonna say Dave Bautista. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis is who I first thought of. Actually, <laughs> I'm just thinking of bald people. How about uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> How about Hank Schrader? <laughs> what's your uh, what's it, what's your nightmare cast for this? Have you ever seen that oh. taco people do okay. nightmare cast like stuff? <laughs> Wait, James, did you have anybody for like? Did you have for your dream cast? I, you guys said like three names that I really liked, and now they're yeah. Brian Cranston actually would be good as Boston, I think. Uh, n- Nightmare cast the oh, bad, bad guy as yeah. uh, uh, Kevin James as Boston. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that just oh, I mean, then you have the obvious lead in with you know Adam Sandler as Gondo. <laughs> <Ooh>. uh, <laughs> who don't kill my son? <laughs> Shabadoo. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, okay, who's Rob Schneider? Rob actually. Schneider's Aoki, because oh. <laughs> he like literally is Adam Sandler's Aoki. <laughs> oh yeah, this, he's been training his whole life for this role. 
And then, um, I don't know, Shinichi can be like the yodeling Walmart kid or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's good. And the wife, if this Shit. is like an Adam Sandler, if this was a Happy Madison production of High and Low, the wife, even though she doesn't have very many speaking roles, would be like some Selma. incredibly high out of out of Adam Sandler's league woman. Like, like Selma Hayek or... <laughs> yeah, or Kate oh. Beckinsale. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I almost went... No, I, I can't think of anybody for like the kidnapper for that one though. Um, it would be It would be probably someone... Like, you know how in Adam Sandler movies, like, sometimes they'll have the occasional, like, professional athlete or, like, someone who is, like, That's famous. It. Or, yeah. like, you know, like, in Wedding Singer, like, Billy Idol is literally Billy in Billy Idol is the kidnapper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn. Steve Buscemi. Someone who's not a bad actor, <laughs> just would not fit in that role. Like, Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I... <laughs> I'm I'm still trying to like kind of go a little wow, in the frame okay, of reference like yeah. it's got to be like a younger guy who like yeah. kind of fits that like is sort of in the same zone but like just wouldn't be a good pick like so uh, dude, someone who might actually get casted but would sure there you go ruin the role okay. the definitely dude the dude they got the casted oh, in the role? that uh, I was about, gonna say Harry Styles but I don't know if he'd ruin it. No, I like I like I, I mean like I've only Styles. seen him. Yeah, was that thirty like year old dude that got that got casted in his Dear Evan Hansen? That guy. Oh no, Ben Platt. That's Ben Platt. Ben That's Platt. better than mine. I was gonna say <laughs> Noah Centineo. That was mine. Oh if you know. my god. <laughs> so either one of those. <laughs> oh wait, hold on, Noah Centineo. Oh, who's this? He's in a lot like, of those like. To all Netflix. the boys I loved before, and oh, okay. he's pretty like I don't know. He's like the it it boy right now. He's like in every Netflix movie. None I, of I like movie, this. None of which I've seen. I yet. googled him. As people also ask, is Noah Centineo Italian or is Noah Centineo rich? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh man, he looks like Pete Davidson in Training. <laughs> his wikipedia picture oh, he looks there like there you go there you go there's the lead oh, investigator for the nightmare Pete cast. davidson, Pete davidson. <laughs> Pete davidson. <laughs> oh jesus what you're not gonna pay for the kid <laughs> seems pretty fucked up <laughs> they just blow his know, face off up. again i was gonna say uh and i'm kind of stealing this from kalia because she was the one who made the reference when we were watching it but uh the American cast Gondo could be played by Robert Goulet because <laughs> the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> if they wanted to just cast somebody to like look just like him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause she, she just said that Toshiro had like big Robert Goulet vibes in the movie. <laughs> and I was like, yep. That's and you know, what's funny is now. the only thing, the only thing that I know Robert Goulet from is it SNL? Is that he, the Will Ferrell SNL no, skit? That's me. He that, was, that's me too. He was, the, he was the singing voice of the kid from Recess. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. There was like, like the, the kind of tall, awkward, chubby kid that yeah. like secretly yeah. was a really Mikey. good singer. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Mikey. Robert Goulet was the singing voice for that character. Okay. Like, it's so insane that you just... That, 
it would, it's infinitely more likely that you don't know who the person is than you go, oh, the singing voice of that one character from the Recess. <laughs> the Disney Channel Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, and it's, Ro- yeah. And it's Robert Goulet. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not even... No, that- it's not know, even from. like. It's not even like. Is it Chris Kirkpatrick doing the voice of Chip Skylark, Chip Skylark from yeah. Fairly Odd Fairly Odd Parents? <laughs> like, that's kind of like okay. A kid who watches Fairly Odd Parents would maybe know who Chris Kirkpatrick is because they might know what. Uh, <laughs> there was some overlap there. The I was a bands. huge Sync fan, and I was like no. young enough slash old enough to be also a fan of Fairly Odd Parents, like right I- after my Sync phase. So yeah. Yeah, that's my point. I'm saying there's yeah. more of an overlap between fairly odd parents fans and in sync fans than there are the, recess oh, fans yeah well i think i think i think what it was is like for some reason i had the recess schools out soundtrack on cd and i remember <laughs> oh yeah i remember like looking at it and being yeah. like oh robert goulet i like his voice as like you know a sixth grader i'm like yeah that guy's got a cool voice <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, I'm never going to learn anything else about that guy. <laughs> uh, you can cut this of me asking, do you guys have, do you guys have a TikTok? Yeah, uh, we do. Do you have, do, does, does, well, does, uh, there will be duds have a TikTok. Right. Yeah. 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 I thought that's what you, you were do? asking. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you should, you should post your nightmare cast on there. It'd be very good oh, okay. for a, a niche set of people. But still That's funny. not bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's not terrible. Yeah, for for high and low, that would be an extremely niche. Yeah. <laughs> I like this though. If we ever have like extra time in our movie chat like this one, like that's a good. I, prompt. I really like doing like yeah, nightmare, nightmare cast, cast. Dreamcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good not prompt. Sega. Don't yeah. see us, Sega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think he just posted like a couple clips. I, if you followed the Instagram, I know a lot of it is mm-hmm. just those like audio clip, like text to speech things I've done. But mm-hmm. Nick did do like one or two, like actual like video yeah. clip, like yeah. TikToks and stuff. Well, yeah. like the the last like three podcasts that I started following, uh, the reason why I started following them is because of TikTok. Like, yeah, I, um, yeah, so. Yeah, that I know. I know that's like one of the, the biggest things right now for like for growth is to mm-hmm. have like a TikTok presence. Mm-hmm. It's it's just tough being like basically like TJ and I kind of doing the back end of everything. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. tough. <laughs> I mean, once once you kind of know what you want to edit, it, it's actually mm-hmm. not that bad. Just it's just finding yeah. the stuff and then. Um, Adobe Premiere actually has like auto-generated captions for it so I can just like run it through and it'll like basically give me a transcription and I can correct whatever needs to be corrected mm-hmm. but it's like pretty accurate yeah yeah we're not but gonna yeah. cut this like free free shilling for our TikTok yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for real like yeah we had one well, yeah. I don't want to make you sound like old <laughs> you guys have a TikTok have you heard about yeah. this <laughs> clock <laughs> app yeah right <laughs> Are, are do you guys did, was there anything like i guess coming back down was there anything else we had that we wanted to touch on or are we good to move on to our scores if there if there is just you know if you had any notes or anything else i just have stupid jokes in my <laughs> notes so just like national shoes is canceled and there's that <laughs> and what's another stupid joke i wrote uh, I, I I did I did say that Tashiro Mifune can make anything sound intense, even shoe manufacturing. <laughs> like when he's like, yeah. "Look at this! This insole is not 
damper down yeah. correctly or whatever. What's hilarious is like that's how women's shoes are made now. Like that's the way, way they're made. Like we have like the way that he that that he was shitting he's, on. He's like, no, okay. you can't, this is our cardboard, and this is like this thing. It'll be gone in a month. I'm like, that's the way my shoes are made now. It's well, at it's least the ones Gondo, I buy from cheap places. But it's because Gondo wasn't able to take over national exactly. shoes. Yeah. Um, one thing I did note was just a random thing is like for some reason and I this is probably a me problem and it might just be the way it kind of like wiggles a little bit there's something ominous about like title cards and production cards from the 1950s to the 1960s I don't know what it is but they like make me uncomfortable to look at I don't know you mean because they just like layer them over the actual shot so they don't like stay completely still? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like that. Yeah, I, like, I don't that's, know. That's more like a, a like a novelty that I I actually really enjoy mm-hmm. of older yeah. movies. But I could see how that like could have the opposite effect. So I so this is the second uh, Kurosawa movie that I've seen apart from Ikiru. Uh, I haven't seen anything else. I think I've only the only movies of his I've seen are like his two contemporary ones. Icarus oh, contemporary. Man, you throwing that it? into it because James and I have like a spreadsheet of like all these really great movies that we've seen and what we rated it. And I'm like basing it on that. I'm like, okay, do I like it more than this movie or do I like it less than this movie? You putting it in the frame of comparing it to another Kurosawa film. I'm like, oh no, I've only ever seen one other one, and it was. Seven Samurai's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next next criteria on sale. I'm gonna it. pick it up. Just write it backwards. Uh, no, I do have could... I do have Yojimbo. I did pick that one up on Criteria oh, nice. on like during one of the sales. But uh, uh like like we were said Obviously. like we said earlier, I thought it was I thought cinematically it was gorgeous, the blocking, the staging, every little set piece was great, the subversion of expectations, the the, I thought it was very thoughtful in like how it, you know, did its scenes and how long it's, it, it knew right, you know, when to hold and when to get out, I guess. Uh, and I thought the performances were great. Um, I wish I had seen more Kurosawa movies so I could have been like, oh, there's that guy. Oh, there's that guy. You know? <laughs> but uh, for me, I'm sitting at a very strong nine for this. Nice. So, yeah, a lot of the same stuff. Just absolutely gorgeously shot. Uh, and directed. Uh, the the plot was fantastic. Uh, the, I like all of the dilemmas that all the characters face, and then the final conversation. Really, it 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 didn't leave. It didn't give like the closure I was expecting, but it gave the ending that I think was ultimately like most satisfying as a viewer. That like it lets you explore everything that had happened up to that point in the movie again and just mm-hmm. like reflect on it and that was that was a really cool experience uh there the only things that i don't really like about the movie are the kind of things that make it feel dated uh some of the black and white no you know, like old cars um, uh <laughs> okay it's i was gonna bring this up earlier when we were talking about the acting but okay uh there's this thing that like actors around this time do Whereas they, they do one emotion and then a character talks to them and they like kind of break out of it. And they're like, oh yeah, what? And it's like, yeah, no, sometimes somebody talks to you and you're like, it's like you wake up out of your thoughts. But it's like every time somebody else talks to you, it, it happens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
uh, post-candor reactions. Uh, bug me a little bit, and some of the the, the transitions between scenes uh, were a little jarring. Like these are really small nitpicks. I still love it. Sure. Um, uh, I'm gonna go eight point five. Point five. Nice. There were a lot of wipes. A lot of wipes. A lot of wipes. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I I don't know what what else to add to like what you guys have said and what we all said before. Um, it's just yet another feather in the cap of uh, like probably my favorite director of all time. Yeah, it, it's one of those where like. I don't have any major faults other than like that weird feeling I had with like the the like climax chase scene. Um, I I would say that like I don't the the like acting thing that you're talking about like I a hundred percent recognize it, but um, I think I can just I can like take these as products of their times. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know I roll with it. I kind I like that stuff. I like the dated, um, like that that was brought up when we did uh, East of Eden. Because there's some really melodramatic acting in that movie, but I just think that's kind of like how movies were back then. Mm-hmm. So I just like, yeah, you know, I like it. I like the over the top, like that kind of stuff. I think Stella! of Harvey, that Harvey kind of as well. I th- I feel like oh the, yeah, the sister character in Harvey was like freaking out. Yeah, like all the time. Um, but yeah, I, 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 th- I'm I'm right there with you guys. I almost went with an eight point five too. But I'm trying to give, I'm trying to stick to solid numbers now. Um, not and I and have. you can you can I don't or, I don't give a, a shit. Or a point seven. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a, it's just a, something I'm trying to do. So with that in mind, I'm also gonna go with a nine. Um, pretty pretty solid nine. Um, it's great. There's nothing like yeah. Other than that climax, it's like there's nothing super major. It's just you know, it's definitely not a ten. Um. And that could just be my weird aversion to like tens. I I very rarely give like a a new movie a ten, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was it was really great. Um, for me, uh, just you know, pretty much everything you guys said. Uh, if I compared it to the other Kurosawa film I saw, which is Seven Samurai, it's not as good I as Seven Samurai. <laughs> it's not as good as Seven Samurai, but Seven Samurai is so long. It's so long. It's not as good as my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> it's not as good as Seven Samurai. It's really not. But um, what it does beat it out, Seven Samurai, in is uh, length. I was like, I like when I heard we were watching a Kurosawa film. I was like, oh crap, we're gonna be up till midnight. And I'm like, oh, it's only 144 minutes. That's not that bad. That's doable. But I think yeah, I'm gonna go with like a uh, looking at like some of my past like great movies that I've ranked. Some of them I I don't know if what I was doing when I rated these like I <laughs> like I'm looking at All Quiet on the Western Front which I rated an 8.6 I'm like I don't know about that but uh, I, like I would say Western I would say it's a 8.6 I would give it 8.6.8.7 to what I really enjoyed it um, not as good as Seven Samurai but that's hard it's like what that's one of the best movies of all time it's a little long but Seven Samurai is not this movie this movie's good length but yeah I really liked it loved it even nice um yeah i'll i mean i was gonna say this is a rebuttal but it's not it's just showing how i don't know stupid i am but you're talking about it's it's funny like talking about the length of seven samurai in particular because i have uh on not just one occasion um i have watched seven samurai twice in In one day in one day yeah (laughs) right in a row 
because I just love that movie so much. <laughs> it's a good one. It is definitely good. It has all, um, not to make this a seven samurai podcast, but it has like everything you would want in a movie. It's touching. It's funny. Uh, it's hopeful. It's everything. So yeah, good choice for a favorite movie. So, yeah. <laughs> if you take one thing I, away from it this says, recording, it says Yagasumit is backwards. <laughs> you gotta read it backwards. I, I was gonna wear my Seven Samurai shirt for this, but mm-hmm. um, I wore it to work. So one, I, I was really sweaty, and two, I had to use this really intense drain cleaner to clean out our our shower drain, and it was so intense that I noticed I got some on my shirt, and Aww. there is now like a a big hole in the side because That's it burned bad. through the shirt. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one more time because you mentioned her before. Who's that woman? Who? What? In your the woman, the picture of the woman in Saxon Sharpino. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> since since you've now follow since you've now followed the show. You should. Uh, oh. I guess. I guess to kind of get the whole context. Is she from context. Megan? It's missing. No, no. from no. Uh, bedeviled. I've been waiting to listen to that one. She's from what? Bedeviled. Oh, That's the one you'd have to watch. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I got that because um, on our we did a Christmas episode where we all met up in person and we did like a gift exchange and that was what travis got me <laughs> was a, a, a a signed headshot of a signed headshot <laughs> it's it's Is bedeviled anything it's like print. bedazzled no 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 okay. it is uh, generic up until movie. up until know. recently it was like the most hated movie that has ever been on this podcast yeah, that's true. Up until re- what was the re- most recent one that you guys? A had? profit, a profit, which was supposed to be, which was recommended as a good movie. Um, but both me and Travis, I have it. never seen them hate a movie more. It was such maybe, a visceral hatred for a movie that I thought was okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe Cat. Oh, for one that you thought was okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Cats uh, though is like I've watched Cats. And it is awful. It really is. But it is so awful that it is a sight to behold how bad it is. It is like almost interesting how something could fail on so many levels, but it has so much money behind it. It already has a following. Like, you know, like. Yeah. I, I would I would a thousand percent watch Cats before I watch A Prophet again. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> we actually saw Cats live. Like, not even that long ago. In November. I mean, seeing a stage performance would be. I'd I'd go to that. That'd be well, that'd be fun. That's the thing is that what the movie cats totally like like farted on is that one of the cool things about cats is the makeup and the costume and making it CGI doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, speaking of farting on the audience, here's an ad break. <laughs> nice. We're back. Okay. I'm thinking we're back. Oh, I'm thinking we're back. Uh, one one quick thing. Uh, it's it's. I don't know if you guys have seen this or if you're a particular fan of his work. I know TJ is to some extent, but uh, there are rumors that seem to be coming to be true that there is a new uh, untitled David Lynch film that is going to be premiered oh, at yeah. Cannes with nice. Laura Dern. It's uh, it's something that's been uh, apparently very tight-lipped uh there was like some sort of like untitled david lynch project that i think he was working on pre-covid called uh wisteria or something like that Mm. people weren't sure if it was going to be a new tv show or if it was going to be a a new film 
but there's there are these rumors that seem to be getting closer and closer to being confirmed that there's going to be a Dune David Lynch movie, which is exciting because the last thing he's done is Inland Empire from 2006, which that is yeah. also probably sure about to is. be released on Criterion because they are there's like a new uh, restoration of it that's that's been worked on, which apparently is pretty controversial as well because uh, Inland Empire was shot on like the the 480 like dv cams mm. and like they're upscaling it to look more i guess closer to 4k and like people are like but is that like the true vision of what the movie's supposed to look like because it was done on this like primitive form but like david lynch is helming the restoration so it's like <laughs> it's his movie so like i don't know you, you're gonna argue with him like sure just don't buy it then yeah i guess yeah and then uh I think new Cronenberg too. I think there's like a new David that's Cronenberg funny. movie. I was, I was gonna, I was, that's actually what I thought you were going to say when you two were Davids. like leading into it. Yeah. Two Davids. Yeah. His new uh, crimes of the future. Cause the, yeah. it was like the, I don't know if it was a trailer or just like images, but I just saw a thing that like the first look at Cronenberg's new movie, um, which not as long of a gap as inland empire but his last one was maps to the stars which was like 2013 2014 so it's been a little oh, bit. okay okay um, i saw a movie two two days yeah, ago I now. Thought you were yeah bring this up yeah yeah i saw everything everywhere all at once and it was great it was fantastic okay. which uh, what's that again who's who's the daniels people who's the things daniels are directing it yeah, and and the Russo brothers were involved too. Which, oh, interesting. When you see some of the cinematics and the action set pieces, it's very okay. Russo brothers. Okay. Uh, which is funny way. to say, because for a long time you didn't associate those guys with like big action set pieces. You associated them with, with Arrested Development and Community. <laughs> yeah. 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 Such a weird launching pad that that their careers took. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie is great. Uh, she does a lot of physical comedy, and I, I mean a lot of physical comedy. Like she gets <laughs> the shit kicked out of her quite a bit, which is interesting. Because it's, it's I, I don't know if you guys know the premise. I don't know. It's all, all I'll say is like it's like a multiverse movie mm-hmm. sort of. Mm. But like I don't I don't even think I watched a trailer going into it. I didn't really know much about it at all, and I think that's like the best way to go into it is because mm-hmm. it, it it does a it, it's a little exposition dumpy at times. Uh, the the main the main woman's husband is played by uh, the kid from Indiana Jones in his first acting role since Indiana Jones. River Phoenix. No. <laughs> no the I, I, the little Asian kid. Wait, short yeah, round. Yeah, he goes short round. Oh yeah. shit! You look at his IMDb and it's oh, Indiana shit. Jones. Indiana Jones. Nothing. This movie. <laughs> And like his okay, voice is awesome. still kind of high pitched. Like y- once you know that that's who it is, you're like, oh, okay, I can hear that. Like his that's voice awesome. is very like. And then the main woman is from like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like, oh yeah, Michelle Yeoh. She's she's pretty well. Known, yeah, but uh, uh, everyone in it is great. It's it's like it's really funny. It's like I don't know. I I feel like a lot of comedies these days. It's it's hard to get me to laugh at them. But the, mm-hmm. this the way that this movie does it is so fantastic, and the action set pieces are great. Go see that movie. 
go into it as blind as possible too. I have seen the trailer, but I'm I was not planning on watching anything else. Yeah, I I mentioned it to Kalia. She said she needs to watch the trailer again before she knows if she wants to see it, but I was like, if she doesn't go see it, I'm just going to go see it by myself after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, it, it did, like, really, like, draw me in just, like, all the, like, crazy shit because they're, like, I wasn't, like, over the moon about Swiss Army Man. I thought it was okay, but I love how, I love the, the, the Daniels' style. It, the, the, like, wacky, all the practical effecty mm-hmm. stuff, like, if Swiss um, Army Man had came out when I was 16 years old, it would have been my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, but probably, it didn't. Yeah, I was right. like in my mid 20s when it came out, so it, it's not. And it's honestly, unfortunately, a little forgettable. But I mean, yeah. not, if you can't, if that movie could be forgettable, yeah, I just it's remember those, it was weird. It, but, it's one of those movies where you remember all of the things from the trailer because the best yes. parts of that movie were all in the trailer. Yeah, that was part yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, Daniel Scheinert, so just Daniel, uh, did, um, the death of Dick Long, <sighs> the death of Dick Long, which I liked, uh, I like that one quite a bit. That one also, I would say like go into it knowing less about it because it does take a few wild turns. It's more, uh, normal. There's none of that sort of wacky special effects stuff. It's pretty much just like a straight forward, like dramedy, but the story just, mm-hmm. it, it, it takes some some wild turns that you're not really expecting at first um and it's pretty funny but um i i it's funny because i actually i was just talking with james about them like last week because i was like telling them about some of their music videos because that's what i they have some like of some of my favorite music videos are directed by them um the tongues by joy wave is the one that i pointed out to to james is like is one of my favorite music videos ever it's so cool it's really cool they also did uh i forgot to mention this to you they also did the turn down for what music video oh if you guys have seen that one that's like (laughs) that's a pretty great music video too (laughs) um but yeah it's they're they're great they're like short films of theirs so it's it's like the ultimate it's it's like all i want from them because that's what i loved of swiss army man was all the like fun practical effecty type stuff and that's all their music videos are is like that stuff in little bite-sized pieces um to mostly songs that i enjoy i guess some of them are my cup of tea i guess but (laughs) um (laughs) yeah okay you guys can go ahead now (laughs) what you guys got well geez like i mentioned before i well it's the season has ended, season one has ended, but I was, we have been absolutely wrapped up in severance this mm-hmm. week, this yet last week. If you, I mean, if you have Apple TV Plus or if, uh, don't sue me Apple, if you can find it online somewhere, give it a watch because it is an absolute ride. Like the fervor with which I devoured this TV show would get on its subreddit and like look up like theories and look up stuff. I have not felt that way about a TV show. I don't even remember the last time Hmm. I felt that way. Um, It's really, it's, I don't want to say, unfortunately I was, I actually, I've never seen lost, never seen it, but um, with the way that it's fans interact with this show and talk about it and just that's, 
for better or worse, that's the vibe it gives me. So I hope it doesn't okay. like fall off like whatever at the end of it whenever it ends but um it is great right now it's it's jj abrams and damon lindelof in like the groucho mark sunglasses <laughs> with a fake mustache it's be- directed by ben stiller yeah oh really mm-hmm. okay oh uh, i've seen this picture of adam scott before yeah um, you should watch it. Uh, like all of the promotional material I've seen for it, especially because of like the Apple TV tag that's on all of them, is like oh, okay. It's kind whatever. of a kiss of death, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't need it. But like, no, Charlie's right. It's it's like that first season of Lost, but like there are satisfying answers okay it's not just like mystery all the time no there yeah there are some loose ends tied up by the end of season one miraculously it it is it is you might have said this but it is continuing right or like that's the yeah season they just got renewed for season two like last week okay like as soon as they ended season one they got renewed for season two um so so give us a give us like a brief and like um, what basically what you said to me last week james like something no more than that i guess there is a company <clears throat> called Lumen, and they have pioneered this system where workers can uh, opt into a program where they sever their their memory so that when they walk into work, it's like a flips, uh, uh, switch, switch flips. flips. Yeah, and flip they they lose all their memories of outside of work and gain all their memories from inside of work and so you're you have your uh your, outside yeah. personality your audi your audi <laughs> what they refer to it as and then you walk in and you basically become like this other version of yourself mm-hmm. and it's it shows both uh sides of that that's hmm. really good does it play with like so are each of the characters like completely different personalities like in and out of work kind of or not completely different but like i would say i would say like like their any has like dampened versions of their like dampened facets of their audi's personality and vice versa and so yeah okay Yeah, mm, that's cool. But each character has, uh, yeah. I'm just I'm not gonna go into it. <laughs> Definitely watch yeah. it. Uh, we've also we mentioned before we've been watching Winning Time. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is, um, it's. I think the first couple episodes were directed by Adam McKay, and I think it's. Uh, I know he's like by Adam sh- McKay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's stellar cast. Um, John C. Riley is in it. Uh, Jason Seagal, 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 Seagal. I think. Um, uh, Adrian Brody is in it. Um, a lot of the guys who have been playing the basketball players are, um, I wouldn't say unknowns, but this is like their first, uh, big role. Um, right. Incredible. Sweet. I like Jason Clark, so that's good. This is this is a fun game called you guys should play a game called like Name Me a Thing and like 
I have to figure out if it's the name of a show on a streaming service or not because <laughs> some of the names of these shows you're like winning time and oh, I was like winning time like winning time I tell people every time I suggest it I'm like I hope you remember this because I love the show and I never remember I, the name of it so because I, I definitely fall into name. that category where if it's like that's a dumb name I'm probably not. <laughs> like unfortunately <laughs> there's like there's so many so many shows out now that I'm I, just like you're making all these names up these cannot all we, be shows that are existing <laughs> at we, the same time I think we only watched it because obviously the name does not grab your attention but like we yeah. have hbo max and it was like it had like you know if you have hbo max like it'll sometimes like if you linger too long on something mm-hmm. it'll like show oh, a trailer or a preview mm-hmm. of it and we did that with winning time and it was like we're like oh my god oh good so we started watching it <laughs> oh another show that we haven't been quite as wrapped up in but it's still kind of cute is it's called minx that's also on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw a trailer for that one, too. Yeah. It's uh, about a women's magaz- a women's nudie magazine. So it has nude men in it. And within, like, between the cool. centerfolds of new men is, like, uh, articles on feminism and uh, birth control and all that good stuff. It takes place in the 70s. Uh, Jake. Busey. Nope. Jake. Uh, Tom, Jake something, he's on Jake New Girl. Jake Johnson. That's I who Jake I Johnson. thought you were, that's actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake Johnson is in it, and he's pretty good. I, yeah. if you, I mean, he's Jake Johnson, so. Oh, yeah, these are all new. Holy shit, some of these episodes mm-hmm. aren't even out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, oh, you've been really, I've been really like a TV junkie lately. We've just been watching every night. We're like, this is this is the Gilded Age night, and this is the Winning Time night, and then this is the Minx <laughs> night. This is the Severance <laughs> night, but now Severance is done, and Gilded Age is done, so now we're down to just Winning Time and Minx, so. Well, we've got, we have, <laughs> we literally have the series finale of The Sopranos left, and then the, uh, that, that stranglehold is done. <laughs> And uh, I can only I can only assume so. that everyone at the end of The Sopranos is going to live happily ever after, yeah. and nothing bad is going to happen to literally every character in the show. You said you said you have a you don't know the ending, right? You've avoided. How I the show ends. I know, I know what happens at the end because it was like one of those things that like was Everybody impossible to not yeah. hear about. Okay, okay. I was going to okay. say that's some that's some. Like really holding yourself to a standard, avoiding spoilers because I know nothing I, well, about The Sopranos and I have seen the ending of it. I've had so. way too. I've I've had so many things spoiled for me for The Sopranos just mm-hmm. purely based on like YouTube algorithm. Like, mm-hmm. like so and so gets whacked. I'm like, cool. I guess I know <laughs> that now. Like, thanks YouTube algorithm. Uh, I, was, it's, I mean, it's one of those shows that's been around long enough yeah. that like, yeah, it's like Fight Club. Like you. Uh, you it's it's cultural zeitgeist it's, now yeah. that so and so it's your you know. fault if you haven't seen it yet kind of yeah thing. pretty much yeah. and like yeah i take i take my lashes it's still a great show i'm still yeah. like in love with it i will say kalia doesn't know the ending she has somehow oh, avoid it yeah which is why which is another reason i'm like really wanting to like i i don't know i want to see how she reacts to it just not knowing at all um <laughs> in non-movie oh, yeah. or, non- or tv news uh, Elden Ring. Oh yeah, it's really fucking good. <laughs> it's really <laughs> good. Uh, I'm like on the last boss, and it's everything people are saying about it. Which I like. I don't know if you guys hear very much um, about it, but it's like the 
it feels like a capstone to the Dark Souls movement mm-hmm. of video games. And yeah, like I don't know. I've watched like three think piece videos about it, uh, or uh, you know, video essays, and uh-huh. they're, they're all kind of like floating around this idea of like we have no idea where they could go next because it, they've crammed everything that you could put in one of these games into this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, and I know that like a lot of people are comparing this to Breath of the Wild for other reasons, but like that is kind of like, like Breath of the Wild definitely feels like a capstone Mm -hmm. to like the Zelda game too. And like, not to say that I am not uh, excited for Breath of the Wild too, but it's like, what what else are they going to do? You know? And I don't know, maybe, maybe they will like surprise me and do something else, but like, and you know, the sky, the sky levels that like they're bringing like sky lofty area is cool, but, um, and I'm, I'm not complaining for new areas in that breath of the wild world to explore, but, um, yeah. 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 It seems like what they, what they'd really have to do. And what I, what I, I don't see them having a problem doing is just basically more Sheikah slate stuff that allows you to mess with like more physics based yeah. things. Cause yeah. I feel like that, that's what's given that game like a lot of staying oh, power. Yeah. I will see like, Every once in a while, I'll see, like, a new TikTok of someone just, like... It'll be a video clip of someone beating seven uh, Guardians in, like... They'll, they'll like, go, go into slow-mo, you know, swap out their shields rapid pace and hit yeah. each shield perfect shot and then just kills all seven of them in one go. Like, the, like, the stuff that people are still figuring out how to do with that game yeah. is insane. Ones that I've, I've seen a couple of recently is, like finding like the impossible chest and it's like a chest that's for some reason placed like miles above the Gerudo desert and they use all these like these like glitch hacks like using bombs on yourself uh to like bounce yourself up like past the world height to get to this treasure chest (laughs) (laughs) just like this insane fucking shit uh yeah that probably is it they gotta make breath of the wild 2 just has to be gary's mod pretty much yeah. that's what they gotta do with it yeah um, what if they applied like super mario maker rules to like an open world zelda game that yeah. would be crazy if they yeah, gave you the be... assets to just make one yeah oh another thing we've been watching that has, the gift reminded me is um i think you should leave you started watching that oh oh boy you just hit on <laughs> I, I i i'll just say i think you'll get a lot more out of there will be duds once you have watched all of i think you should leave <laughs> that's probably the thing that we quote the most on this uh-huh. show <laughs> like every episode there's at least something like we can't fucking help ourselves uh yeah that's a pretty great show <laughs> um i showed a couple episodes to my cousin and she laughed at the hot dog one but there was some where she was just like that's a good one <laughs> there, concerned. I'm yeah. Like, it's yeah, it, yeah there was there was a couple uh well like one mainly one in particular where we watched and Kalia was like that wasn't funny that was just sad <laughs> and i was like yeah but it's funny too yeah. <laughs> i think i don't know i think thus far the <laughs> the shirts with the complicated pattern i was Dan just about to say. my favorite yeah yeah, it's my. Exact- I like shirts. how he gets so defensive because he's like, "You think my the pattern on my shirt isn't complicated enough?" Like when he's 
my favorite my favorite part of the like the whole payoff to that is like later on in the episode it does the commercial for dan flashes and there's like the guys like running in there and then they grab the shirt and they're holding it right up to their face and they're going like (laughs) (laughs) tracing the patterns with their faces (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna send an image real quick but every single like almost once per episode someone in the Sopranos will be wearing a shirt that looks like something out of Dan Flashes. <laughs> like, without fail, someone is always wearing a shirt that just has, like, some insane pattern on it. I was like, where did you find that? I, the only, I, w- I was going to say, literally the only thing that I watched this last week, other than High and Low, uh, was The Masked Singer. That's all I find time for, well, even when I'm the most busy. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Rudy to pop his ugly little goblin head out of a out of a Giuliani. You know, uh-huh. yeah, out of a you know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Who of we got left? Be Cyclops or something? That really shouldn't be allowed. Who we got? Yeah, who we got left? Has uh, anyone watching? I've been. I wanted to watch it and I just never did. Has anyone been watching the American Song Contest, which is basically like American Eurovision? Mm-mm. I've not watched that. I've been wanting to watch it. I've like so excited for it to come out and i just never watched it so Mm-mm. no i haven't seen that um the the michigan representative is from battle creek oh cool oh interesting the songwriters slash singers from every state i will say oh, i'm okay. not i'm not typically keyed into like music competition shows it's just the mass <laughs> singer has just it's just it's it's found its stranglehold <laughs> so hold on i, I, I don't Need it's, to sound out of touch, but with the mass singer, if you can last the longest without people guessing who you are, is that the goal? What's the goal? No, it's it's literally just a singing competition. The whole like hidden identity thing is just like kind of a, it's like a bonus thing to make it more fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but it's literally just a comp a singing competition. So the people who make it the longest are the ones who you know sing the best or like sometimes you'll see people who like don't necessarily have great voices but they're they're like good performers Mm -hmm. while they're doing it those guys make it pretty far too um yeah the whole the guessing game is just they have judges who are like oh yeah i think it's this based on this and this and do they they have a list of people who they think it is or is it a blind guess it's a complete blind guess so um, do you is it confirmed Rudy Giuliani is on this show? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you guys don't there know about this, yeah, there this was a re- reveal because there was a controversy that when he was revealed, uh, Ken Jong, who's one of the judges, walked off the stage because he was like insulted that he was like well, one yeah, of the I mean, one of the guests. I'm insulted he's on the show. I don't even watch it. And you know and what then, the worst? <laughs> you know what the worst part is? Is like you've been watching this show, and, he's still and you may have unknowingly been like no yeah uh, to a rudy giuliani ex- performance the only time i did that when i thought it was him was when uh the one guy did uh that creed song my sacrifice that was the one where i was like i hope to fucking god that that is rudy I bet giuliani that, I bet that's him but it wasn't i think it was i think it was cake boss or something <laughs> cake boss <laughs> he was one of them uh, gonna have the uh, the the YouTube epic bacon guy on like next yeah. season or so. <laughs> yeah. Who are some other ones? I gotta know. This is just a motley cr- motley crew of like the people who have been. Jesus Christ, my voice. Um, <laughs> okay. like the people who have been the guests who have been like revealed this or what do you mean? Yes, yes, the singers who have been revealed thus far. 
actually this year so far it hasn't been too many people that i know um but the last one was uh pen and teller which was really interesting interesting um and w- it, that was really cool because like when they had the mask on uh well like when they revealed themselves pen said that uh teller was the one doing most of the singing but of course once they took their masks off he didn't like mm-hmm. talk uh-huh. or anything at all um, and when they did sing, cause they always do a, a final performance on mast. They, they sing mm-hmm. again. He just like covered his mouth and he had a hand puppet and he like sang through the puppet or whatever. <laughs> awesome. Um, That's funny. I think the mast singer, like just thinking about it is like one of the, like the last bastions. Well, it's like society. one of the like most, cause it's, this is. Is this a purely American show? This seems nope. very Japanese. I'm pretty sure it you know? originated in Korea. Okay. I think. I was going to say, this is a bizarre from. show yeah, to have been originated and greenlit in America. Like, it just doesn't seem like... Like, seeing competition, yes. All that get up doesn't seem like anything that an American would come up with on their own. Right? Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense that it, it was a Korean show first yeah <laughs> as much as i would like to keep going i'm sure we will be talking about the mass singer again on the show <laughs> at some point. um and i'm sure we, we we're like we're pushing our time now but uh i don't know should i do let's i'll do i'll do the cut pull and then we can do our you know thanks yeah, for yeah. coming on bullshit or whatever um so next week is once again i don't know how that one fell out uh, is once again our dud week, so pulling from the dud cup. Uh, <laughs> um, he's not a dud. <laughs> no, he's not a dud, <laughs> but he's full of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a bad movie. Um, I guess for the audience, we might be. Hopefully, I think we're going to be doing another in-person, in-person. one again with with yep. us, some more guests because. Uh, our our normal co-hosts are gone and we are scrambling to find people <laughs> um as evidenced by us having these two randos on this episode <laughs> so <laughs> we gotta bring you down before we can bring you up yeah so for next week it is oh i think this will be a good one especially if we do watch it in person i don't have the year written down but it's probably from like 2001 that's my guess uh directed by robert iscove we're gonna be watching from justin to kelly next hell week. hell yeah that's a great <laughs> pick <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen this movie before but uh oh, oh my God. no oh no i'm really into um Half the YouTubers I watch are people who just do nostalgia bait. So people who just review shitty old movies from the 2000s. Like uh-huh. uh, Nick DeRamio is one of them I really like. And both he and another <clears throat> YouTuber I watch, um, I forgot her name, both have reviewed this movie. And this movie is a glorious mess. So get ready. Hell yeah. Excited. Well, that's just that's just a perfect segue of us talking about like the masked singer and like these singing know, competition yeah. shows because yeah. like they're both. I was, it's funny because uh, we were talking about how how like high and low has you know like we were kind of like relating it to Batman and I was like oh we were like totally doing that with like Zodiac too 
because there's like big zodiac vibes in the batman and i was like i wonder if our next movie is also gonna like tie into the batman <laughs> i've never seen from justin to kelly i guess we'll see you know yeah we'll find out we'll make that connection i've actually never seen it either i've just seen people oh okay it, <laughs> it could be because like you know it's like his i'm assuming it's like letters that he's writing to her maybe it's you know like the riddler <laughs> writing letters yes. to batman <laughs> don't want to spoil too much it's very annette funicello kind of um like a beach movie yeah i know i re- <laughs> that's that's like literally all i know is like every still i've seen from it it looks like just like mtv spring break and yeah. you know what <laughs> i'm here for it yeah uh-huh. uh yeah i don't want this like don't spoil from justin to kelly just like don't spoil everything <laughs> everywhere all at once don't <laughs> the same no line. justin to kelly spoilers okay yeah yeah i don't care that it's 21 years old <laughs> i gotta watch it with fresh eyes <laughs> um okay yeah well uh yeah thank thanks for thanks for coming thank you. On, guys yeah so, thanks for even, having though, us. even though it was a total last minute thing i wish uh um, I'd like to have you guys back on again, either together yeah. or separate, um, to do, because what I, what I want to do with our guests is have them bring in a movie. That's what we've done with like our last few. Ooh. Um, so if you guys have a movie that you'd like to talk about, whether it's, whether it's one or you, do you want a good one, whatever you want, really so just something that you think would be fun to watch and talk about. If it's like your favorite movie of all time or your least favorite movie of all time, or just something you think is interesting. Um, so yeah. What? Oh, Very I know what it is. Wait. Just my my favorite movie. Oh. But I think I mean, nope. I was thinking of something else. What am I doing right now? Oh, I know what you're doing. It's it's it's. T- 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 I'm t- touching. Touch. touch my. T- touch. <laughs> touch <laughs> back. Is yeah. that not in the? In the, in the cup? It's it's yeah, yeah it's, it's in the, the cup. cup. It is. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was was that where you saw the guy? Where we saw what? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm that out probably. I won't. I won't. Yeah, we <laughs> probably should. <laughs> I won't talk. We can, you can cut it out because if you ever talk about it, you definitely need to mention that because when James was telling me about it, That's I was historical. like, and I was like. <laughs> He's like, and then they had to use it for like a court proceeding. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, that is an insane thing to I, happen to you. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. When they first messaged me about that, I just, I had a prophecy of me like sitting in the witness booth with them like playing it next to me, <laughs> and I just be like, yeah. So um, so yeah, this went on for a while, and and then like, and then it as I'm like talking. Chase goes up next to him and does a thumbs up. <laughs> like, uh, and um, it was really uncomfortable for us. Oh, <laughs> so. uh, there's an M Live article about him. Hot damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you told this story on the podcast before? No. Uh, save it for touchback. I, th- I think we'll it. save it. For, yeah, we'll save it for touchback. And we probably we might want to. Maybe if we just bleep the name, we'll be okay. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, we didn't say anything other than like the guy from the, the guy. movie. So, uh, <laughs> um, but 
but yeah, that that is in the cup, so that that will be gotten around to eventually. But yeah, you know, whatever. Just uh, keep it in mind, and yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to have you guys on again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and or bad. I like watching bad movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh. I, I, I'm glad we got the, we have the gimmick of like the one bad movie every time. It gives us like a good palate cleanser to like, especially coming. <laughs> and it makes you appreciate. It makes you appreciate the good yeah. ones. If you just watch good ones all the time, you're like, like on our like list of movies that we have to watch. All of them are good movies, every single one. And so you get stuff like, man. For example, like metropolis we watched that that's a good movie and i've ranked it like a 7.4 because it's like well it wasn't as good as rear window so (laughs) in my opinion at least (laughs) that my personal like i i come i try to just completely remove my, my this is just my personal view like on on ratings when i am rating high and low i try to just remove every other movie from my mind I'm like I'm just rating this movie. That's why I'm like if I compared it to to Seven Samurai, I'd be like, hmm, mm, it it might not have gotten as high. But I'm like, no, okay, as its own thing, it's it's it it's hard sometimes. It, it is hard to, uh, because like I established at the like before we started the show, like okay, this is kind of a breakdown of like what each number means to me, what each number represents, and I would say. Most of the time, I'd say eight times out of 10, I stick to that formula, but there's sometimes where I slip and then like a week or two will go by and I'll be like, damn it, I should have rated that like a point lower or something like that. <laughs> um, most of the time though. Uh, but anyways, okay. And spiel, um, we're on, uh, so, uh, socials and shit, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Spotify. uh, Twitter, um, at, there will be duds on everything, which is cool. Yeah, it makes it easy. We got that SEO. Yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we air new episodes every Wednesday at 7 p.m. EST uh, in podcast form on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And these also air at the same time uh, on Twitch and YouTube in a uh, in video form. Uh. At the, I already said it at the same time. Um, so if you, oh, I said it backwards. If you don't want to be spoiled for from Justin to Kelly, uh, make sure you watch <laughs> that before next week's episode. Uh, um, and uh, as always, okay, we're just kind of throwing you guys into this. If you haven't actually finished an episode, just oh, I finished see, see if you the see Cat if you Woman can episode. So. I just see see if you can roll with it. This is how we do our sign off. Oh, for sure. So, uh, I am your uh, <laughs> Francois Bourgeois train master, choo-chooing my way through the investigation, <laughs> uh, TJ, a.k.a. J-Spot Jack Cheese, and with me, as always. Um, I am your stern but forlorn George Michael uh, walking sad dad, <laughs> Nick, a.k.a. Dr. Funk on Twitch, and with us, as always, I'm your uncomfortably attractive murderer, <laughs> <laughs> James. 
Perfect. <laughs> and uh, I am your slightly inappropriate teacher, Miss Perky Charlie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.